I'm Anna Barnard. And I'm Maria Ramsey, and you're listening to Never Wear Boring Socks. Welcome to another episode of Never Wear Boring Socks. Please remember that we are donating to the Hispanic Federation's Hurricane Relief Fund. Um, $1 for every review we get, and we're extending this to the rest of 2017. So please consider leaving a review for us. And thank you to everyone who's already left a review. We really appreciate it. This week, we're talking about our spaces, and specifically, we're going to be talking about how we relate to our spaces as creative people and as people who are trying to get stuff done and be productive. And we're going to talk about some of the things that we think affect our ability to create and produce in a certain space and some ways that we can use our spaces to our advantage and maybe alter them to make them especially conducive to creating. So before we get into that discussion, Anna, what socks are you wearing today? I am wearing a fairly new pair of socks from a family member that I got recently. Um, I've just been getting all kinds of new socks lately. People have been giving me socks because I have a podcast about socks. So they're like, here's some more socks. So that's kind of <laughs> nice. Because you can never that have is. too many exciting socks. But um, anyway, I have a pair of socks on that they are black the little like background sort of of them are black but they have all kinds of flowers all over them and the flowers are predominantly pink and orangey and yellow shades which i thought are kind of fall like colors they remind me a little of thanksgiving which um is when this episode is going to come out so i'm in a thanksgiving mood and nice. I also feel like flowers, even though there aren't really any flowers growing right now because it's kind of cold, they do kind of represent like abundance or growth, which is also what this holiday is somewhat about, too. So that's why I picked these socks. What socks are you wearing, nice. Maria? I'm wearing a pair of socks that I believe you and Martha gave me a few years ago. They have stripes. They're kind of greenish and gray striped with little uh, yellow swirly things. And they're another one of those socks that have the ribbing around the arches, which I like. And I like these socks. They're very comfy and I feel like they're very good for like getting out and doing stuff. They're like good functional socks in addition to being an interesting pattern um they're just a nice fabric plus the the ribbed arches like i said and i am getting over a really long and terrible cold i was sick for like a month and i'm starting to feel better now so i'm starting to think about getting back out into the world and doing things again and like putting on my sneakers and going for a walk and going places so i feel like these socks are a good a good pair of socks to come with me on this 
adventure back into real life. Very nice. Yeah, you need all the help you can get when you're transitioning. Exactly. It feels very weird because I have been just lying on the couch for like a month. So. Yeah, I can't even imagine that. <laughs> it feels, I yeah. don't know. It wasn't quite that bad. I was better for a few days and then I got worse again, but it was pretty bad. So. Yeah. I don't know if I... Happy if, to if, be better now. Yeah, if I was at that point where I had been on the couch for like a month, if I would just want to stay on the couch because at that point I was so used to it or I would want to like immediately just get out into the world. Yeah, well, I I sort of have mixed feelings about it, too, because I am very used to just being at home now. And like the thought of going out and talking to people and doing things is like kind of daunting right now, because I feel like especially talking to people that I don't know as well, like that's a thing that I kind of need to keep in practice, maybe especially as an introvert. But I totally have not been in practice with that because I've just been at home. But then at the same time, I'm getting very antsy because speaking of spaces, I have been in the same space for a really long time and I really need a change of scenery. I have a little bit of a cabin fever going on. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think I would just be incredibly annoyed at being stuck. Yeah, I'm ready to get out. And I think um, getting out of the house and getting a change of scenery will actually be very helpful in my enhancing my creativity and productivity because of the the change of scenery. Just because like right now, my home in my mind is like the place to be sick and do nothing. And I kind of need to change up how I perceive it. Or maybe work somewhere else. Yeah, that makes sense. yeah so that's one of the things that i think is interesting about um about spaces and their relationship to our creativity and productivity is kind of like how we're used to using them and sort of what what patterns we get into when we're um when we're using them for certain things i think when we start using spaces for certain specific uses or we develop habits within those spaces we kind of like associate them with those actions or activities like you were talking about like when i when i got to college everyone was like don't study in your room because then you'll hate it (laughs) because lots of people associate studying with like stress and if you're doing it in a place where you want to be comfortable and come back to in the evening and feel relaxed. That's probably not the best way to go about that. However, I don't necessarily follow that rule because in general, I just don't like spending all my time in academic buildings all day long. But I think that's a good example of the idea of how we like associate certain activities with different spaces and how currently right now you just associate being at home with being ill because you that's what you've been doing there for so long right and that kind of brings us to one of the things that i wanted to talk about today which is 
spaces that do serve more than one function. And I think as young people, a lot of us are in the position where we have a room that needs to serve more than one function. Like maybe you're in college and you just have a dorm room. That's one room. Or maybe you're living with your parents. And so you have your bedroom. That's your space. That's like has to be your bedroom and your office and whatever else. Or maybe you have a small apartment and you don't have multiple rooms for your different things. So I think this is something that a lot of young adults are like a position that a lot of us are in. And I think it's a really interesting position to be in. And I have found it challenging to make the most of my spaces when they need to be used for multiple things. So like the don't study in your dorm room thing, I found it really overwhelming to be at school because I felt like I always had to be working because like my bedroom was my workspace in addition to my sleeping space. And then it was also a social space when I had roommates. So it was hard for me because there wasn't like a clear delineation between those different parts of my life space wise. And I think that having different physical spaces for those different things can be really helpful to compartmentalize them. Yeah. I've noticed a lot of similarities with what you're saying in regards to like my transition to college as well. Um, especially like the couple times that I've come home. Like right now I'm at home for Thanksgiving break. Um and there are a lot of reasons why I really like being at college and away from home because when I come back here, like during the school, like what would be like my school year in high school, I just am reminded of all the stresses that come along with high school. And because I associate living here in like the fall or the winter with going to high school and I'm like, wow, I'm really glad I'm not doing that anymore. But mm-hmm. I do agree with the fact that when I am in like my dorm room, for example, it becomes a space for multiple different things. And sometimes it's a little difficult to compartmentalize its uses. Um, like I said, I haven't necessarily followed the advice to not study in my room. Um, and I think the main reason why I do that is because even though I didn't like being at high school all day and just being in one building for several hours a day, what was really nice about it is that once I was done, I could come home and that was like a separate space for me. But I feel like when you're at college, you're always in the same place. Like my college is literally on top of a hill. So we are like the only thing up there. And so I am always around academic buildings and stuff. Um, And I feel like my dorm room now is kind of my place to go at the end of the day that represents a somewhat of a distance between the my like academic life and my other life. Um, But the fact that I do do homework in my dorm room makes it difficult to decide what I'm going to do when I'm in my room, because I'm like, I could go to bed or I could watch some TV or I could do my homework. And then it goes to decision making, which we already talked about how <laughs> difficult that Uh-oh. is. You know what I mean? So it, it right. becomes tough. And, and when I'm at home right now, um, what I really like, like right now I'm in my room and I don't feel any inclination to like whip out my books or anything like that. Um, I mean, I would study here, but I would, I would also, I, fe- I felt like this was much more of just like, 
my house in general was a big place where I could relax, even though I had to study. Um, and even though I really like college, it's fast paced vibe with all the studying and whatnot, and that it all happens on campus can be a little overwhelming. So it's really nice to be back here and not feel like I need to get this done now and what and, and whatever. Um, because this space doesn't make me feel like I need to do that. And it's really interesting how like the different places that we're in affect us and like our mindsets on how we get things done. Mm-hmm. It really is. I totally agree with what you said. Um, and I think it's interesting that it kind of works both ways. I also didn't really follow the advice to not study in my room just because it was convenient to study in my room. And like, you know, if I had a rehearsal that started in an hour, I didn't want to go study like take the time to walk somewhere and then study for a few minutes and then walk to rehearsal or whatever. So I did end up studying in my room, but that was an issue because then I would get distracted, like you said, by all the other things I could be doing in my room, like checking food blogs or some other interesting thing on the internet or whatever. Um, or... When I was trying to relax, it was hard to relax because I felt like I should be working. So it, like they both kind of creeped into each other and made neither one as satisfying or productive as it could have been relaxing or studying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to do right now with my dorm room, too, is kind of like even though I use it for multiple different things, I'm trying <coughs> to like decide what times of the day I'm going to use it for certain things. So. Like, the evening is my time to, like, do some homework and go to bed. But sometimes I'm back at my room between, like, a rehearsal and dinner. And because it's only, like, an hour or so, and it's right before dinner, and I'm kind of burnt out at the end of the day. I used to try to get homework done then, but I was never really productive. And I also wasn't leaving any downtime for myself, so now I'm trying to dedicate that time to, like, reading a book or something. Um, And that's, like, helping me to, like, use that space more efficiently. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Like, if you can't necessarily have different spaces for different things, maybe thinking of other ways to um, make a, a division between those activities. So time would be one way to do that. That's very creative. I like that solution. Right. Yeah. So I'm trying to I'm trying to put that into practice and really just like develop habits around that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did. One thing that helped me was to only do work in one part of my room. Like I would only do work at my desk. So I know some people like to do homework on their bed, but I never did that just because I felt like don't have a separate room that's my like office work room whatever so i'm at least going to make my desk my workspace and not have that spill over into my bed which i only use for relaxing and sleeping and that i think was helpful yeah well that's interesting i i definitely get what you're saying i've had like a little different experience with that um because I don't think spaces, spaces definitely affect how much we get done in a certain space and like how we interact with it. But I also think they affect like how in general we get work done. Um, 
like when I'm sitting at my, at my desk, I feel like I feel this weird stress in regards to studying and like I need to get this done right now because like I'm at my desk and like I need to study and hammer it out. But one night last week, I like got up on top of my bunk bed and like brought all my stuff up there and worked in my bed. And even though I still had to get work done, I felt much more relaxed about it because I was in like a more comfortable position and I could like spread out all my stuff and it just felt much more like cozy to me. And so even though I still had to get all my work done, I felt like a little more relaxed doing it. And I feel like when I'm more relaxed, I'm more focused. And so like that worked better for me. But I can also see where you're coming from. Yeah, that that makes sense, too. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's it can definitely be like a very personal choice in regards to how you use your space. Definitely. But I think if you are somebody who's affected by your space, I think all of us are to some extent. And some of us maybe are more so. I wonder if this has to do with being particularly visual or artistic people that were so affected by it. Um, but I think if you are affected by it, then it's helpful at least to think about how you're using your space and whether you're using it effectively and whether it's the way you're using it is helping you or getting in your way. Right. And whatever tools you choose to use your face more space more effectively are up to you, depending on your personal preferences. Yeah. Well, I think it's really interesting that you bring up the fact that, uh, or the possibility that because we're more like creative or visual people, that we need to like more systematically or efficiently interact with our spaces compared to other people. Like I definitely feel like spaces really affect how I get work done. Um, like I was for an example is that again, when I'm at college, I'm on top of a hill. And so I hardly ever get off my campus. Um, and on the weekends I really do need to get off campus and there's been some weekends when I'm like, well, it's going to take 30 minutes to walk there and 30 minutes to walk back. And that's an hour I could spend studying. So I'm just not going to get off campus and I'm going to study here. But then I've realized that taking that walk and studying in town and getting away from campus actually is more productive for me because I get way more done if I kind of distance myself from that space and find a new space. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has like a big effect on how I work. But my twin sister is probably less artistically inclined than I am or creatively inclined and she's kind of more matter of fact about it and she definitely like wants her her spaces that work best for her but she's pretty good at just like sitting down where she is and getting things done and I can get really distracted by a lot of things if I'm not in the right physical space whereas she doesn't necessarily have the same experience and experiences in regards to that yeah I've had a similar experience. I'm also very affected by my space. Um, And my brother, likewise, is not as much. He's not as much of a visual or artistic person either. Um, And he also, I feel like, can kind of just work where he feels like working. He does also like to have separate spaces, I think. But I don't think he cares as much about, like, what color the walls are and whether it has a cozy atmosphere and whether all his inspirational tools are set in the right places for optimum creativity and whatever. Right. Yeah. No, it's really interesting how different spaces affect different people. And I still think that I am trying to figure out what works best for me. I don't really think I've thought about 
um, in a very like intentional way how spaces affect how I work. I think like I realize that they do affect me, but I don't know if I've necessarily thought about it in a way um, to like maximize the use of my spaces. And now that we're talking about it, like I definitely think I'm going to think about it more. Um, Mm -hmm. But building off on that, like what are some aspects for you that like you look for in a space when you're trying to get work done? And is it different for doing um, it's like certain obligations? Well, I think the like the main thing when I'm trying to accomplish something, whether it's a creative project or just a thing that I need to do, is that it needs to be clean, which is like kind of basic. But I have a really hard time working in a cluttered space, maybe just because there's so many distractions. But it's not even like that I'm getting distracted by, ooh, this is an interesting paper on my desk. Maybe I'll read it. It's just like it's taking up brain space or something because it's taking up physical space. It's like encroaching on my mental capacity to do the thing that I'm trying to focus on. So that's really important to me. And another thing that has made a big difference for me is lighting, which has been a challenge in my room currently because I feel like I work a lot better when I have natural lighting like when there's a lot of windows and a lot of sunlight coming in so this is a challenge like when it gets dark early it's really hard for me to get anything done in the evening because it's so dark even if I have lamps on and it's also a challenge the room that I have right now I'm living with my parents at the moment So I just have a bedroom. I'm like kind of in a similar situation to you at college where I have my bed and like all my bedroom stuff. But then I also have my desk in my room. So I do work in here sometimes also. But I just have this like little tiny window and it's so dark in here. So it is very challenging for me to get stuff done. So sometimes I need to move myself to a space with more natural light. That's a big one. Yeah, I agree with both of those for sure. I've noticed the cleanliness thing, like not only in my room, but when I'm um, cooking, I need a clean space. (laughs) Um, Like my dad cooks a lot and my mom will cook as well. And when my dad cooks, he cooks very often and he's perfectly fine with not like completely wiping off all the surfaces and like cleaning out the clutter. He can kind of just like work around it pretty well because he does it all the time and that's how he works and that's totally fine. And like when I cook something, I need to like wipe the counters clean and make sure there's like nothing on the counter that I'm going to cook on because I just need like a clean slate. So yeah. I, and I don't know why that is, but I feel like it just opens up my brain way more like you were talking about if I don't have clutter. Yeah, yeah, I find that when I'm cooking also. And I am really curious if this if this clutter thing also has to do with being visually oriented people. I would be really interested to hear from our listeners, like which kind of end of the spectrum they find themselves on and whether for them it's related to being a visual person. I'm very curious, like whether it's an actual trend or it's just us. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. No, I I just, yeah, as much as we talk about, like, the different aspects of a space, I think it's so personal for different people. Um, 
And I think it is like an introspective mm-hmm. thing that you need to look at in regards to when you are constructing your spaces. But yeah, I, I mean, I think there are also things that if you can create those things, they generally work better for a lot of people. Like even though a lot of people probably work fine with cluttered spaces, if they had a decluttered space, like if someone decluttered it for them, they might still work better, even though they don't really mind clutter or something. Same for natural lighting. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, even though they could maybe do without it, they might do better with it. Whereas me and you, we just, like, need them as, like, prerequisites for getting work done in our spaces. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. One other thing that I was just thinking about in terms of lighting or just, like, finding spaces to work in is if it is dark i need it to be cozy i feel like there needs to be like not lots of warm lamps and like comfortable places to sit and just a a cozy atmosphere which i'm thinking about my experience in college so my senior year of college i i usually went out of my room to do work just because i my space was just like kind of uninspiring. It was just like a little plain white box and not a ton of light. I don't know. So I did find it helpful in that case to go to the music library. And I liked the music library because during the day it was there was a lot of natural light, but then in the evening there were like cozy little lamps and when it was like November, December, they had a little tiny Christmas tree up and it was cute. Um, yeah, it was just a, a very cozy feeling. Right. Which was helpful. Yeah. I think that relates to what you were talking about, like getting work done on your bed, too. For sure. Yeah. And something that kind of goes along with this, um, I just think like, like you talk about like coziness, but I think a lot of people... Um, if it's not coziness, they have like some kind of adjective to describe their space and like the nature of it um, or some kind of like certain aesthetic that like fits their their ideal workspace. Um, I was at a an alumni reading um, at my college a couple months ago um, of some alumni who are currently creative writers and they came and read their work. Um, but they also like. Oh, answered that's so some- cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, but they they also like answered some questions that um, students um, asked of them. And one of them was like, what spaces did you generally work in like in college? Um, and what spaces like do you work in now when you're writing? Which I thought was a really interesting question. And two of them said like, oh, I generally work in like coffee shops or whatever to get things done. And I think coffee shops work really well for people because they do have somewhat of like a cozy atmosphere. Um And so that works really well for people. But one of the authors said that she has to write in her room because she needs like the artwork that she is picked up and she needs to like have all of her things around her. And so like that is where she has to create because she has to like really intentionally construct her space and have like different things that kind of inspire her. So it can't just be like one space that kind of like gives her a certain atmosphere it's like this is my space where i have chosen the art on the walls and where i have chosen like the colors of my bedding or whatever and like this is where i'm gonna get work done 
So I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you... I don't know, like, have you tried that at all? Do you have a creative space at home or at school where you've tried to kind of decorate it with things that inspire you? Yeah, when I was, uh, like, buying things for college before I left, I was pretty intentional about getting certain wall art or certain things to, like, put on my desk. Um, I have several Harry Potter-themed things in my room because I find that to be a very cozy thing. So, like, that's helpful mm-hmm. for me. I have a lot of pictures of family and friends in my room. Um, I have a lot of, like, colorful things because that really helps me a lot in having a colorful place to work. I know some people um, like more, like, neutral-toned rooms or whatever, but, like, my bedding is turquoise, and I have, like, a lot of yellow and like pink and orange in my room and stuff and like that helps me work better because I think it gives me more of like a creative and fun vibe in my room Mm -hmm. um telephone I'm back at home (laughs) and you can tell because the phone is ringing it's been a while you don't have landlines at college exactly anyway um And I think another reason why I've liked working in my bed recently, too, which I was talking about, is that um, my bed is lofted, so it's pretty close to the ceiling. And because of that, I have posters, um, like, right next to my bed on the wall, so they're, like, up farther. So when I'm in my bed, I'm much closer to them, and I can see them more clearly, and I think they have a little more, like, visual effect on me if I'm, like, in my bed, and I, like picked out those posters for a reason and I really like them and so when I'm in my bed I feel even more like this is my space and like this is what I picked out um it just feels Mm -hmm. like it's very like much opening up to me even though I might go to like a copy shop and really like it and enjoy it like it's still someone else's space that they like picked out and I really appreciate going to that space and I really enjoy it there but like coming back to the space that I've created there's something like very comforting about that I would say, and very, um, like safe in creating things too. So, that's like been my experience with it. I don't know about mm-hmm. you. Yeah, this is something that I've been thinking about recently, because, like I said, I don't really have a dedicated workspace. I would love to have a studio. That's like my dream. Yeah, I'm really hoping that, um, wherever I move to. Next, I either have a separate room that's a studio or like a corner of the living room or a very like specific corner of the bedroom with a lot of light that works really well for a studio because, well, for one, I like I don't want to leave stuff out that I've been working on overnight when I go to bed because it's like there's work on the desk and it's kind of like pulls my brain in that direction. Um, but I haven't really tried to decorate my workspace or like put any specific things in my workspace just because I don't have much of a workspace. It's basically just a desk. I have like a couple little inspirational sticky notes in front of it. Um, and like, I like the stuff on my desk, which I think is important for me. I have, 
a pretty coaster that I find kind of inspiring and all the stuff I have on my desk is handmade and really beautiful. Um, so that does help me, I think. I think that's a lot more inspiring than just having sort of mass-produced plastic stuff on my desk. So I guess I have decorated my workspace a little bit. But I'm really looking forward to having a more dedicated, creative space. And I'm really excited to kind of experiment with different ways of decorating it and arranging it. So I'll keep you all updated when that happens, because it will. Yeah, for it's sure. Not yet. I think it's always good to, like, assess how your spaces are working for you, too. Because sometimes you set them up and you think they're going to work really well, and then it's, like, not working the way you thought it would. But you can always change things up and move things around. I did that with my room at home right. a few years ago. I moved in. I shared a room with my sister until, like, sixth grade, and then I moved out um into a room next to that room which used to be like a junk room um and then we kind of cleaned it up for me and so for a while I was in this room and I liked it but all the walls are white which I really did not like and my bed was right by these two windows which was nice for like the view but it was really really cold in the winter because mm. I live in Minnesota so <laughs> What I did was, like, I painted two of the walls, and I moved my bed to the other side of the room, and I put posters up, and I moved the desk towards the window so then I could look outside when I was working instead of looking at the wall when I was working, and then I wasn't cold when I was sleeping, and then that worked really well for me. So kind of changing things up when you realize it's not working for you is a good thing. Even if it is a lot of work, I think a lot of times it's worth it. I know a lot of people at college who have decided to, like, reorient their beds um, after, like, the first couple months, like, reloft them or take them down a little bit and put them in a different position to each other and move their desks around because they wanted something else that worked better for them. Yeah, I have found that, too. I recently moved my desk, so what is my kind of limited workspace in my bedroom I did have it facing the wall and I I hated working at my desk I never used it just because and I like hadn't really thought about that like you said I didn't really take the time to assess whether it was working and why it wasn't working and my only thought was like I need to be facing a window but I can't face a window in my room that's just not possible just the way my room is laid out so I just felt so stuck because I didn't know where else to put it, and I just never did work at my desk, so I was like, what the, is the point of even having a desk there? But I did. My mom helped me figure out a new creative third option for my desk position several months ago, and it's way better. It's still like kind of dark in here and not my favorite place to work, but I'm kind of facing towards my door now instead of towards the wall. And it's been way better. Because I just feel like looking at a wall and like being right up against a wall with no windows or anything is like the least inspiring 
way to work yeah no i had the exact same experience so moving my desk at home towards the window was super helpful for me um at school yeah i can't put my desk by a window because my window is like slanted and it's not very big um and it would like it would just be it wouldn't work um but what i do like about the desks at school is they have these like I don't know if I want to call them like a caddy sort of thing, but it like sits on top of the desk and then it has like a little bulletin board Mm. and like a shelf. I think a lot of desks at colleges have these things. It's not just like a wooden desk, but there's like a little thing on top of it. And so I get to put like pictures up on the little shelf and books. And then I have on the bulletin board like art that I've pinned up and pictures I've pinned up and like cards I've received from people. And like looking at that instead of like a blank wall definitely is helpful. So even if you can't find like a window to be by doing something with the wall and that you're in front of can be helpful too. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that I did with my space next to my desk is I used to have a big like orange polka dotted bulletin board up, which I really liked when I put it up in high school. But recently it was just feeling like I don't know. It was not inspiring me. I didn't really like it that much. So I I recently put a piece of artwork, a pastel landscape that I just did recently, instead of that bulletin board that I was finding really uninspiring. And that has also helped a lot. I feel much more sophisticated with my my pastel landscape instead of my neon orange bulletin board with random stuff stuck to it. <laughs> Yeah. Helps me get stuff yeah. done. Right. No, I think it's just really important to like identify what kind of things are gonna help you best in your space and also just like what kind of artwork you wanna see. And then like put it up. Like I think it is really worth it to spend money and time on adding to the spaces that you work in because I think it really affects our productivity a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think going back to what you were saying earlier, it's worth taking a moment to reevaluate. Like, even if you arranged it a certain way and you liked it at the time, there might be a way that would work better now. Even if it worked for you a while ago. Like, I spent a lot of time on that bulletin board several years ago. So I, um, and I had this desk in a certain position for a long time. And I thought it was working. So I didn't really think about it until. I decided to actually think about it, assess whether it was working for me and maybe why it wasn't. And now this space feels a lot better because I took the time to think about, like, is that what current Maria wants or is that what 15-year-old Maria wants? Exactly. Yeah. No, it's okay to, like, have things change and, like, move your spaces around. I think sometimes we want to keep our spaces the way we are because we're kind of like sentimental about them. But a mm-hmm. lot of times when you do move things around and change them up, you're like, wow, that made such a big difference. And I feel so much better in here now. Yeah. This is sort of a different topic, but I'm curious, Anna, if you have any thoughts about the size of spaces, like whether it makes a difference to you, um, especially in terms of productivity and creativity how big a space is because i know like some people are really happy in tiny houses and then i personally kind of feel like i need a lot of space to spread out when i'm 
doing creative work especially. So I'm, I'm curious if you have any thoughts about that. Yeah, um, I think a lot of things in regards to size for me, like, come back to the idea of clutter. Because, like, what has limited the size of spaces for me is just, like, having things take up too much of the space that I'm in. So, like, mm. I don't know if I mind the size of the space that much, depending on what it is. Um, but if, like, I have a certain amount of space and half of it is taken up by other things... And I like that's impeding me from spreading things out the way I want them to. I really don't like that. Um, I have realized like coming home and being in my own room where there's only like one bed and a little more floor space, I just feel a little more like at ease. Um, like I really love my dorm room at college. It's become kind of like a little cozy space for me. But like when you walk in, it's like this is the side of my room, and it's only so it's only so big. Um, but I keep that side of my room clean and that works pretty well for me. Um, again, like coming back to the cooking thing, I don't know if I would care how big like a counter I was working on necessarily, but if it was covered up by a bunch of stuff and like limiting the size of it, then I would have a problem. But like if it's clean and open, even if it's small, I don't know if I would care that much. Um, but since I've worked in a lot of the same yeah. spaces for much of my life, I don't know if I can completely gauge, like, the size itself. I think, like, I've never lived in a tiny house, and I have no idea how I would react to it. Because I feel like maybe if I lived in it for a while, I would eventually get used to it and really learn to appreciate it. But I just don't know. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I think that's a really good point um, to make about kind of how much space the stuff in your space is taking up because a small space feels a lot more spacious if it's not full of stuff so yeah i think that's a really good point i think the what i've experienced is that small spaces are just so easy to fill up with stuff you know if i get out like my colored pencils and my two drawing notebooks and my can of other pencils it's like the desk is already filled up and it already feels kind of cluttered if it's a small space to begin with yeah no i do think i prefer larger like surfaces to work on i think that's a little different than like the possible like overall space you're in like if i was in a tiny house but i had like a sizable amount of like surface area to put things on and work on like then i'd be okay mm -hmm. you know like if i'm in yeah. a if i'm in like a crowded coffee shop but i have my own table to myself where i can spread everything out that i need to then i'm fine but if i'm in like a really spacious coffee shop with not a lot of people but i'm at a tiny little table and i can't move my stuff around that can be problematic so i do think yeah. like size of surface area the bigger the better for me in regards to that yeah. Yeah. And I think For then sure. the issue is like how much surface area can you fit in a very small space? Right, exactly. Yeah, it it does put limit th limits on things. Yeah. yeah. But that's an interesting point. Mhm. Mm we also mentioned color earlier. Do you have any thoughts on how color affects your perception of spaces? I know you said you really didn't like your 
white walls in your bedroom to begin with. Yeah. I I mean, I personally like really colorful spaces. I do. Um, that generally works better for me. My room at home is like pink and orange and red. A lot of the things on my desk are very multicolored. Um, I think also having lots of multicolored things enables me to like not necessarily follow a certain color scheme because then I can just have all sorts of colors in my room. Um, but I know a lot of people really prefer having like a pretty neutral color scheme, but with like some like navy blue thrown in there or something. And that works really well for them. So I think it does like come down to preference a lot. I do think though that having just like a white wall is not very inspiring in general. But some people like all mm-hmm. white spaces. So I think I think continuity is important. I think having some sort of like grounding theme um instead of just like a bunch of random things thrown together, like I I think if you have some sort of like central color scheme or some kind of thing that like ties a room together, I think that does create a little more like uniformity and like welcoming vibe into a room where it's just like a bunch of random stuff and you can't even identify like any sort of connection between the items that you've put in your room. I think that makes it a little more difficult to uh, interact with that space. But that's yeah, just me. I think that's probably true. Yeah. And I think you're right. I'm sure it's a personal preference what kind of colors are more conducive to creativity or productivity for each specific person. I'm also really curious about like what colors in particular help us create more. Yeah. I, that's not something I've really experimented with because it's not like I'm repainting my room every three months to see what it's like to be in a blue room now my walls are green and they've been green for a really long time so i like green it's probably not the color i would pick now but i do feel like certain colors have certain they give you certain feelings and i wonder if some of those feelings are would be better suited to creative work yeah for sure but again maybe it's a thing that is very personal i bet there have been individual. studies done on this you know it probably is probably so on what colors that would be worth looking into are most inducive conducive excuse me conducive to creative work i don't know you know i think i've maybe even like read little snippets about that in decorating magazines or, i don't remember what they said i think we'll do some research colors yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. I just, I really like colors. We've talked about this before. So that's something that I think about a lot that I'm really curious about. Well, yeah, and different people interact with color in different ways. Like, you have told me that you have different colors that you associate for, like, numbers. Yeah. Like, not everyone has that and going letters. on. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> So I think that makes it like a much more of a of a thing in your life than for some other people. Yeah. That's also how I remember things. Like I know yeah. we talked about dreams a little bit. That's often like the only thing that I really remember from a dream is sort of the color scheme or sort of the um 
like a picture of the dream, but it's usually in very vivid or very specific colors. That's also how I remember places and events. I remember like kind of the general color scheme. Yeah. Of like, was there a lot of dark wood and like rich colors, or was it like a bright and airy space with a lot of white? Yeah. I generally associate like holidays I feel like that really with colors. My memories. What did you say? I generally associate like holidays with colors. Yeah. Things like that. But then there's like my dad and your brother who are colorblind. So how do they interact with color in certain spaces? Probably very different. Right. And this is another thing I'm interested in like whether I don't know if you did a study on how color affected people's ability to do creative work or whatever would people who are really attuned to color who really pay a lot of attention to that like me would I be a lot more affected than someone like your dad who does not really see the same kind of colors that I see right yeah that's a really good question I'm very curious yeah I think even if we like do have the same space that different people are interacting and in, people see it in different ways. So it's always going to be different mm-hmm. for personal preferences. Yeah. Well, that's why people have different decor styles. Why everyone's house looks different. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, one more thing. We just need to hire a researcher to like do these studies for us. That would be good. Yeah. If you want to uh, be <laughs> the never wear boring socks research consultant shoot us an email yeah job opening for an unpaid but very interesting position yeah (laughs) let us know (laughs) we're only sort of kidding right we would we would welcome you What were you going to say, Anna? One more thing that I wanted to touch on in regards to spaces is we talked about this a little bit, but the idea of like open spaces or like how different things are laid out in a space. Um, One thing is like having certain things accessible to you. And what I've noticed in regards to this, um, like just this week being at home, um, I will get up in the morning and then I'll think I'll have a book in my room and I'm like, well, I'm going to want to read that book after breakfast, um, but I'll just get the book in my room, which is upstairs and the kitchen is downstairs after I eat breakfast. But then I think if I leave it up here, then after breakfast, I'm just going to sit around downstairs and be too lazy to come up and get it. And then I'm never going to read the book. So I need to bring it down now. And that seems like a very little thing to consider, but sometimes it affects your whole morning. If you don't have something completely accessible mm-hmm. to you. And like, I think that's another thing with, with spaces is that there's just a lot of things that you don't really think about that have a big effect on like your work ethic within a space. Yeah. I've noticed like with creative work, I have a tendency to leave all my stuff out because my thinking is kind of similar to your thing about the book. Whereas, like, if I put it all away back in its little box upstairs in my room, then 
I'm not going to work on it tomorrow because I have to go get it out again and I might not think of it or I might get distracted or it's just not as easy to get to. But then I don't want to just leave it out like all over the couch downstairs. Sometimes I do that, but I'm trying not to do that. Um, but that's why I think a, a dedicated studio is really nice. Yeah, for sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. But that does make a huge difference. Like, it doesn't seem like having to go upstairs to get a book or your pack of colored pencils or whatever it is should make a huge difference in whether you actually do that thing or not. But it kind of does. Yeah. Yeah. Because then sometimes that completely affects what activity I'm going to choose to do. Yeah. We're kind of lazy creatures. <laughs> Indeed. Very affected by our spaces. Yeah. Again, going back to that idea. Yeah, and are there any other, like, certain layouts or anything that have worked well for you? Because we've talked about, like, being close to a window or whatever, but I don't know. Is there anything else that's affected the way you work in spaces? Again, like, for me, whether you're, like, sitting up in the desk or laying in bed or something. The one thing that's coming to mind right now is the idea, there's this idea in feng shui about the command position and basically the idea is that excuse me your like main furniture item sort of so like in your office it would be your desk or maybe in your bedroom it would be your bed is positioned in a certain way it's supposed to be like positioned so that you can see the door but you're not right next to the door kind of so it puts you in a position where you feel more powerful and safe. So like, like my bed is in the command position in my bedroom. And the idea with that is that if I, if somebody was going to come in, I would see them right away and they wouldn't be right next to me. I would have time to prepare myself if I saw somebody coming in. And the idea is like that if you are, have your back to the door or are really close to it or something like that then it like takes a toll kind of on your your mind in a way like your subconscious mind because in the back of your mind you're always like a little bit anxious so i don't know exactly how that all works but i have found that that is kind of how i intuitively want to set up a room like my bed was already there before i learned about this feng shui command position thing and that's where it felt the best and then after i moved my desk it's it can't be in the same position as my bed obviously that wouldn't work but now i am facing the door and a little bit farther away instead of like kind of having my back to the door and my face to a wall um and that was also before i learned about this concept but it just seems like it is true for me. Like after I move my desk to more of this command position esque spot, it felt so much better. And I do really like being able to see the door. So that's something that I found really that's, interesting. Yeah. No, that is really interesting. Yeah, I think that's another thing where we're like we just do not think about that, but it has like a big effect on our mindset on how we interact with spaces. I think like the f- safer you can feel in a space. Like, the less things you have to worry about, and then you can focus more on the tasks that you are doing within that space. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whether you believe in that explanation or not, I think it makes sense. Um, but you can still kind of experiment with different positions that might make you feel more comfortable. Right, for sure. All right, so for our call to action this week, please take a picture of your space and then send it to us. Um, You can take us in it on social media at Never Wear Boring Socks on Instagram. Um, And take a picture of a space or something that helps you be creative or productive um, in it. And let us know what has helped you in creating your own workspaces. Yeah. And also, like we said earlier, if you we'd really love to hear your thoughts about um, like being a visual person or, or an artistic person or not. What whichever kind of. Side of that you identify with and how you think that affects your relationship to space, because like I said, I'm just very curious whether that's a pattern or whether it's just specific to Anna and me and we're just peculiar, whatever. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So, Maria, do you have a quote for us this week? I do. This is a quote from Art Link Letter. I did not know who that was, so I Googled, and he was a Canadian-born American radio and television personality. So, he said... Things turn out the best for the people who make the best out of the way things turn out. And I really like this quote, and I think it is relevant to our discussion today because I think making the most of our spaces, we can do a lot with the spaces that we have. Like if we're... We could complain about how, like, we don't have enough natural light or we don't have enough room or floor space or the walls are a weird color or whatever. We could complain about all of that and use it as an excuse to not get stuff done. Or we could make the best out of the spaces that we do have and make these kind of small changes, rearranging the furniture, painting the walls if you can, putting up artwork that inspires you, all these kind of things that we've mentioned. And really do the best with what space you do have. And I really like yeah. that. Yeah, and I think there's like a certain intentionality with that. Like, you might just end up with a space that you aren't thrilled with, but transforming it in a way um, and using the tools that you can to change it that in a way that works for you. And again, making the best of it is a choice that you make and how you're going to interact with it. And I think that's really important and that you do have control over what kind of space you get to interact in. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and please leave a review. Um, We really appreciate your feedback. And throughout the month of November and December, we are donating $1 to the Hispanic Federation's Hurricane Relief Fund, which benefits Puerto Rico. Um, And we're we're, again, we're donating a dollar for each review we receive. You can find show notes for this episode at mariacatherine.com slash podcast 
slash 014, as in 14, and Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. Please get in touch with us. We really want to get to know our listeners and develop a community around this podcast. Um, you can email us at neverwearboringsocks at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at neverwearboringsocks and on Twitter at noboringsocks. So just send us a message. Tell us uh, how you're enjoying the podcast. Respond to our calls for action. Again, we're looking for a research helper. If you exactly. want to be that person, send us an email. And some research data, too, if you just want to tell us your answer to our <laughs> question. We can compile those ourselves if we get enough of them. There we go. Yeah. Any any contributions would be much appreciated. Yes. And thank you to Ben Ramsey, the Cheese Beast, our audio editor. And many thanks to both Ben and Martha Barnard for their help with our music. Thank you so much for tuning in this week, and we will see you next week for our special guest episode. And remember to never wear boring socks.